Hello everyone, welcome to Dads Read Princess Stories, the podcast where dads from around the world read stories about princesses from around the world. I'm your host, RPJ, and this second season of the podcast is all about Cinderella. During this season, you will hear dads from all backgrounds reading various versions of the Cinderella tale. Each dad reads in their own voice. Sometimes, this might be very serious. Sometimes, they might be very silly doing outlandish and cartoonish voices. Or maybe they read in a quiet voice, like it's late at night. Some might stop to do little asides, commenting on what's being read. Hmm, that's interesting. And at the end of each tale, they will give you what they think is the moral of the story. This is something that each dad comes up with on their own. Again, this might be funny, a joke, or a silly antidote. Or it's a serious examination of the story. It changes with every dad and every tale. This week, we look at a Cinderella tale from Serbia, the tale of Pepel Yuga. Pepel Yuga was published in 1914 in a volume entitled Hero Tales and the Legends of Serbians. Reading Pepel Yuga is Matthew Payne. Matthew lives and works as a theater professional on the traditional territories of the Laguanquan-speaking peoples, otherwise known as Victoria. Since graduating from the University of Victoria in 1993, He has worked regularly in Canadian theatre, taking on a variety of roles as a writer, performer, carpenter, director, production manager, stage manager, and administrator. He dedicates his professional career to the development of new work, building of communities, and dreaming up inspirational and innovative projects that tour the world. He is the artistic and managing producer at Theatre Scam, and in 2019 was awarded the Pro Art Mid-Career Artist Award. You can find out more about Theatre Scam on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Theatre Scam, or you can go to their website, scam.ca. Once upon a time, on a high pasture land, near an immense precipice, some maidens were occupied in spinning and attending to their grazing cattle when an old, strange-looking man with a white beard reaching down to his girdle approached and said, Oh, fair maidens, beware of the abyss, for if one of you should drop her spindle down the cliff, her mother would be turned into a cow that very moment. Okay, that's paragraph one, and we have a lot to unpack here. So, uh... Pepel Yuga, uh, there are many versions of this colonial tale. Uh, Pepel Yuga is also known as Cinderella, uh, and the most perhaps famous ones now are the Disney versions. Uh, A recent live uh, version in 2015, directed by Kenneth Branagh, uh, which is also a Disney version, and they are fun to watch because of the way the animals change into the people. That is the most exciting part. Um... And so we have here this old man, Alaben Kenobi, appearing. Uh, we'll never see him again, probably. Uh, there is a spindle, which is a thing that turns wool into yarn. It's a very simple tool, uh, very useful if you are making yarn or thread out of wool, say wool from a sheep 
And we have here a warning that a mom might be turned into a cow. Uh, so, yeah, kind of a Chekhov's gun thing going on there, hey? Okay, paragraph two. So saying, the aged man disappeared. Told you. And the girls, bewildered by his words and discussing the strange incident, approached near to the ravine, which had suddenly become interesting to them. Mm -hmm, of course. They peered curiously over the edge, as though expecting to see some unaccustomed sight, when suddenly the most beautiful of the maidens let her spindle drop from her hand, and before she could recover it, it was bounding from rock to rock into the depths beneath. Of course it was. When she returned home that evening, she found her worst fears realized, for her mother stood before the door transformed into a cow. A short time later, her father married again. Typical. His new wife was a widow and brought a daughter of her own into her new home. This girl was not particularly well-favored, and her mother immediately began to hate her stepdaughter because of the latter's good looks. She forbade her henceforth to wash her face, to comb her hair, or to change her clothes, and in every way she could think of she sought to make her miserable. One morning she gave her a bag filled with hemp, saying, if you do not spin this and make a fine top of it by tonight, you need not return home, for I intend to kill you. And now might be a good time to let you know that the kid's help phone number is 1-800-668-6868. The poor girl, deeply dejected, walked behind the cattle, industriously spinning as she went. But by noon, when the cattle lay down in the shade to rest, she observed that she had made but little progress, and she began to weep bitterly. Now, her mother was driven daily to pasture with the other cows, because her mother is a cow, remember? And, seeing her daughter's tears, she drew near and asked why she wept. Apparently she's a talking cow, too. Whereupon the maiden told her all. Then the cow comforted her daughter, saying, My darling child, be consoled. Mm, let me take the hemp into my mouth and chew it. Through my ear a thread will come out. You must take the end of this and wind it into a top. So this was done. The hemp was soon spun, and when the girl gave it to her stepmother that evening, she was greatly surprised. Okay, of course she was surprised. What is the least believable part of this story so far? A. Mom is turned into a talking cow. B. Mom, the talking cow, can make thread out of her ear. Or C. Wojslav M. Petrovich has just two hits on Google. Next morning, the woman roughly ordered the maiden to spin a still larger bag of hemp. And as the girl, thanks to her mother, spun and wound it all, her stepmother on the following day gave her twice the quantity to spin. Nevertheless, the girl brought home at night even that unusually large quantity well spun. 
and her stepmother concluded that the poor girl was not spinning alone, but that other maidens, her friends, were giving her help. Therefore, she, next morning, sent her own daughter to spy upon the poor girl and to report what she saw. The girl soon noticed that the cow helped the poor orphan by chewing the hemp while she drew her thread and wound it on a top, and she ran back home and informed her mother of what she had seen. Upon this, the stepmother insisted that her husband should order that particular cow to be slaughtered. Her husband at first hesitated, but as his wife urged him more and more, he finally decided to do as she wished. Interesting. So dad hesitates a little. I wonder, wonder why that is. Do you think he took the widow for a bride too soon, perhaps? On learning what had been decided, the stepdaughter wept more than ever, and when her mother asked what was the matter, she told her tearfully all that had been arranged. Thereupon the cow said to her daughter, Wipe away your tears and do not cry any more. When they slaughter me, you must take great care not to eat any of the meat, but after the repast, carefully collect my bones and inter them behind the house under a certain stone. Then, should you ever be in need of help, come to my grave, and there you will find it. Again, that number for kids' help phone is 1-800-668-6868. The cow was killed, and when the meat was served, the poor girl declined to eat of it, pretending that she had no appetite. After the meal, she gathered with great care all the bones and buried them on the spot indicated by her mother. Okay, that is going to be a big grave for a cow that is a lot of bones. And of course she had no appetite for that. Oh my gosh. Now, the name of the maiden was Mara. But as she had to do the roughest work of the house, such as carrying water, washing and sweeping, she was called by her stepmother and stepsister, Pepeluga, Cinderella. But you'll see as the story goes, she is not called Pepeluga or Cinderella, she is called Mara. So that is the last time you'll hear that great word, Pepeluga, or Cinderella. One Sunday, when the stepmother and her daughter had dressed themselves for church, the woman spread about the house the contents of a basket of millet and said, Listen, Pepeluga. Oh, I'm sorry, there it is again. There's the name again. Listen, Pepeluga, if you do not gather up all this millet and have dinner ready by the time we return from church, I will kill you. Millet, if you don't know, is a breakfast cereal, a bit like porridge. So somebody sprinkling a basket of millet around the house is like, Somebody taking 12 boxes of frosted flakes and sprinkling them around the house and saying, pick that up. So, as you can see, Pepe Yuga has her hands full. Poor Mara. When they had gone, the poor girl began to weep, reflecting. As to the dinner, I can easily prepare it, but how can I possibly gather up all this millet? But that very moment, she recalled the words of the cow. Mom that if she ever should be struck by misfortune, she need but walk to the grave behind the house when she would find instant help there. 
Immediately she ran out, and when she approached the grave, lo, a chest was lying on the grave wide open, and inside were beautiful dresses and everything necessary for a lady's toilet. Uh, now, toilet here, toilet here in this case does not mean, uh, it, it means, a t toilet here in this case means attire or dress, not, as the French might say, pissoir. Two doves were sitting on the lid of the chest, and as the girl drew near, they said to her, Mara, take from the chest the dress you like the best, clothe yourself, and go to church. As to the millet and other work, we ourselves will attend to that and see that everything is in good order. Bless those talking doves. You have to love talking animals. Mara needed no second invitation, because I guess by now she's used to talking animals, and maybe because one of those talking animals was her mother, she has a kind of a false sense of security when it comes to talking animals. However, as you'll see, we can trust the talking doves. Mara needed no second invitation. She took the first silk dress she touched, made her toilet, and went to church, where her entrance created quite a sensation. Men and women and those without gender greatly admired her beauty and her costly attire, but they were puzzled as to who she was and where she came from. A prince happened to be in the church on that day, and he too admired the beautiful maiden. Okay, prince, here it comes. Just before the service ended, the girl stole from the church, went hurriedly home, took off her beautiful clothes, and placed them back in the chest, which instantly shut and became invisible. Holy Harry Potter! She then rushed to the kitchen, where she discovered that the dinner was quite ready and that the millet was gathered into the basket. Soon the stepmother came back with her daughter, and they were astounded to find the millet gathered up, dinner prepared, and everything else in order. A desire to learn the secret now began to torment the stepmother mightily. Next Sunday, everything happened as before, except that the girl found in the chest a silver dress, and that the prince felt a greater admiration for her, so much so that he was unable even for a moment to take his eyes from her. On the third Sunday, the mother and daughter again prepared to go to church, and, having scattered the millet as before, she repeated her previous threats. As soon as they disappeared, the girl ran straight to her mother's grave, where she found, as on the previous occasions, the open chest and the same two doves. Talking doves. This time she found a dress made of gold lace, and she hastily clad herself in it and went to church, where she was admired by all even more than before. As for the Tsar's son, he had come with the intention not to let her this time out of his sight, but to follow and see where she went. Accordingly, as the service drew near to its close, and the maiden withdrew quietly as before, the enamoured prince followed after her. Mara hurried along, for she had none too much time and as she went one of her golden slippers came off and she was too agitated to stop and pick it up even though it was a gold slipper the prince however who had lost sight of the maiden saw the slipper and put it in his pocket 
Reaching home, Mara took off her golden dress, laid it in the chest, and rushed back to the house. The prince now resolved to go from house to house throughout his father's realm in search of the owner of the slipper, inviting all the fair maidens to try on the golden slipper. But alas, his efforts seemed to be doomed to failure. For some girls the slipper was too long, for others too short, for others again too narrow. There was no one whom it would fit. Where is this Goldilocks? Wandering from door to door, the sad prince at length came to the house of Mara's father. The stepmother was expecting him, and she had hidden her stepdaughter under a large trough in the courtyard. When the prince asked whether she had any daughters, the stepmother answered that she had but one, and she presented the girl to him. The prince requested the girl to try on the slipper, but squeeze as she would, there was not room in it even for her toes. Thereupon the prince asked whether it was true that there were no other girls in the house, and the stepmother replied that indeed it was quite true. That very moment, a cock flew onto the trough and crowed out lustily, here she is, under this very trough. Yay for talking animals! The stepmother, enraged, exclaimed, Go away! May an eagle seize you and fly off with you! But it didn't happen. The curiosity of the prince was aroused. He approached the trough, lifted it up, and to his great surprise, there was the maiden whom he had seen three times in church, clad in the very same golden dress that she had last worn and having only one golden slipper. When the prince recognized the maiden, he was overcome with joy. Quickly he tried the slipper on her dainty foot. It not only fit her admirably, but it exactly matched the one she already wore on her left foot. He lifted her up tenderly and escorted her to his palace. Later, he won her love, and they were happily married. And the moral of the story is, sometimes love comes later. Well, good night. <laughs>